Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. In episode 59, we finally begin our discussion on the Star Wars saga. We begin with the prequel, starting with the Phantom Menace, entering the attack of the clones, and we finish off with Revenge of the Sith. Join the swamp as we discuss every detail of the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Star Wars, the prequel trilogy, started in 1999. After many years of waiting to do the prequel trilogy after Return of the Jedi, fans were clamoring for the prequels, mm-hmm. and then they finally came out, and everyone loved them, and that was the end of that story. Um, obviously not. I want to ask right away, when you guys were younger, did you know that the prequels were notoriously hated? Like, did you know that like the Star Wars fans hated Mm-mm. them? Nope. Me neither. Not until I got into f- film that I heard that they were actually bad. Not until I got to like a computer and then went online and I was like, oh, these movies are apparently bad, I guess. Phantom Menace especially, which that used to be like my favorite of the bunch, mm-hmm. which is definitely like directed at kids in a way. Oh, yeah. Like it's a kid's movie, mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like our generation doesn't hate those movies as much as the previous generation. The, the memes have kept it alive. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> well, you can tell... Because here's the thing. Like, most of the memes are centered around the third movie. That is the one I watched the most as a kid. Like, that was, like, probably, for a while, my favorite one. And uh, it seems like a lot of people around our age, or a little older, who grew up with those movies then, technically, mostly go for Revenge of the Sith. Mm. I've even found that, like, with Phantom Menace, because... There's like a documentary called The People versus George Lucas and they're talking to people who are disappointed in Phantom Menace and that George's excuse was that, well, it was made for kids and you're not kids anymore and you were expecting something different. And there was this idea of like, well, kids today, if they grow up, will they like those movies the same way we like the originals? I've found that to be true for Revenge of the Sith, not for Phantom Menace. Like, I've talked to people my age about Phantom Menace, and it's always kind of... It's not hatred, but it's that same response of, yeah, you know, it's like... Oftentimes, I have to be like, when was the last time you watched it? Hmm. it I don't... It's... Um, what do you all think of... I guess we're getting into it. You know, the prequels. Phantom Menace. Let's start off with that. Released in 1999. Uh, May 25th, 1999, in fact. Um, what do you all think? I don't know. It's it's hard to gauge because I have nostalgia for all these movies still. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to hate them. Yeah, I definitely don't hate any of them. I I kind of grown to love it for its flaws. <laughs> but it's a fun movie to make fun of. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I always liked it, but over the years, like rewatching it over and over again, I'm like, yeah, it every every time it gets more and more like bad, like. Because I start to notice and get more bored of certain parts of it. Like, it doesn't get cringy for me every time I watch it. Like, it, it is bad. But it doesn't get cringy, it just gets funnier. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I can't hate it. I mean, I feel like everyone as a kid enjoys it just because it is, like, a kid's movie. But some of the aspects of it that maybe you didn't notice as a kid, like Jar Jar. I love Jar Jar. 
You love Jar Jar? Well, get into that. Why? I just think he's fun. <laughs> I am Jar Jar, so I love Jar Jar. Yikes. Well, there you go. There you have it. The one Jar Jar fan. I... I don't want to say I'm a fan, but I definitely am not a hater of Jar Jar. I, I want to say I'm, I want to be the most indifferent person on the planet is like my, <laughs> my honest feelings is like, I really, you could take him out of the movie or put a second Jar Jar in and it wouldn't bother me. Cause I feel the same way about I, the like, movie. I think it's a nostalgia love for Jar Jar. Cause like if you took Jar Jar and put him in like episode four, it wouldn't work. But since you have nostalgia for these movies... Kind of, yeah, works. that might be why I like Jar Jar. I feel like if you just would have changed the voice, <laughs> you, yeah. you probably would have fixed maybe a lot of that. Yeah, I would have liked him more, but I also still feel like Jar Jar is still, in a weird way, one of the most Star Warsy parts of Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. like where he it feels more grounded because, like, almost in the original trilogies esque. Like because right now watching him, having seen Phantom Menace a lot, and like rewatching him before every Star Wars movie, the politics. At one point, like I had no idea there were politics in Phantom Menace, and then when I realized there are politics, and I watched them. Like, oh, these are kind of interesting for the first time, and now like my second and third time watching it, like now I'm like, okay, this is so boring and doesn't <laughs> feel like Star Wars at all. That when Jar Jar's on screen brings it closer to the original trilogies than the politics does for me and so that's why i'm kind of like i definitely am not like this pro jar jar but i i I don't know i feel like he almost brings it closer to the original trilogy to me he is like one of because the original movies had so much like personality within the Mm -hmm. characters even if there was like there, there, there is politics in the original movies but it's very under the surface yeah there's not like fed like taxation in the crawl you know you, you have, there's no like federation droid you're like who's this army for this is the, you have, who's you have the federation all about the death star and a couple meetings at a table very short though and it's just like what does the emperor think and that's the politics of the whole movie you know? i don't even think like introducing politics into it the way phantom minister was necessarily bad i thought it was really interesting the way like all the planets kind of have like a council and mm-hmm. stuff like that i found really interesting like, but each planet has a senator who represents their planet in the overall senate right but there's like a part of it like especially as a kid like i don't i don't even know how you would understand any of this you but, don't like, uh, it's like okay federation i still you, don't you see the federation <laughs> aliens and they're like okay evil they're evil trade federation i guess is its own like system even though all the other ones seem to be planets and then you know they're the evil ones and they're like attacking naboo but then at this council meeting they're like at the council meeting because they like talk about the federation's been attacking us and the federation's like we are so offended by this and being old Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's well. There's this whole that's happens in like this movie, which there's a mm-hmm. whole council scene, which by the way you probably shouldn't do in a major motion picture to begin with if your movie's about fighting in space. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're gonna do it, have it. I feel feel like be comprehensible to the children mm-hmm. who are gonna enjoy it the most because, like I said, you have the Trade Federation group at the meeting who are like representing them and they're like this is outrageous we don't agree with this and then there's like other people fighting with them saying we we also hate the trade federation and you're like as a kid you're like how would anyone get what's going on why would they at all understand why the good guys 
are all having this meeting and the bad guys are like mm-hmm. at the meeting and but like how would anyone figure this out and that's what I mean that's like one of the many do we know why the separatists wanted to be separate wanted to be separate yeah. from everyone else yeah because Palpatine told them to, I guess. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Darth Sidious. But yeah, <laughs> um, wait, Palpatine is Darth Sidious. Oh shoot, I'm sorry. Did you? Oh, I didn't mean to spoil it. Darth Plagueis is Qui Gon. Oh, <laughs> oh um. shoot. Well, that's a good theory. I've heard that one. Uh, no, like, wait, actually, yeah, that's a theory. No, I, I don't no. know. I've. I is it? I think that whole thing is supposed to be just Darth Sidious, like. Yeah, he orchestrated all well, that. I, I know, but, but it's Well like what were the reasons that like they would agree like, Well, yeah, I, that's a good idea. So by the time you get into Attack of the Clones, you have Count Dooku and he's like the first time I feel like there's a reason why the separatists are like that whole part where Obi-Wan is like in captivity on that bug planet. Right. And Dooku's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I really get really straight away." Genosis. Um like I think uh, Dooku's whole thing for like to talking about the separatists like makes sense to me. Where I seem like, oh, like Dooku is like almost a tragic character. I see his side, and I'm like, it's not like I'm against him. I'm just like, wow, like he's actually like got a point. He wasn't in a way. wrong, yeah, because like, he was talking, yeah, and he never lied to Obi Wan either. Well, like, because he, he straight up told him that mm-hmm. Darth Sidious was orchestrating everything. Yeah, well, because he was. He obviously was seduced by the dark side. He started working with them, but mm-hmm. I mean, part of the reason he was leaving was because he's like, well, no one's even paying attention to all this happening, which he's, I still think he did obviously for his selfish goals. It's just how the dark side is. But also at the same time, I'm like, well, he was, he did have a distaste for the Jedi because they completely ignored all that going on mm-hmm. for being so powerful. How did they, and that's something that they've even brought up in the new movies. That's like one of my, like, favorite uh, prequel references in the sequels is when Luke just straight up is like the Jedi completely let like Darth Sidious take over right under their noses like how'd that even mm-hmm. happen I'm like that's a good point yeah, when they're at the height of their because they, they were busy counting midichlorians <laughs> <laughs> well they a lot of them say like I don't know the forest is cloudy and like the thing, my, you know my vision is obstructed and there's a lot of that talk between like Yoda and, and Mace Sidious Windu doing it all. Right. cloud mm-hmm. everything do it big fart cloud you know, um, but you know, back to Phantom Menace. So, what do you guys think of Jake Lloyd's performance in the movie? Now this is Potter's. <laughs> <laughs> this is tense. <laughs> what do you think okay. of the performance? There's one scene that like completely took me out, and it takes me out every time, and it's when he's like moving out. And he's like talking to the camera, <laughs> and it's like from three PO's perspective. Yeah. It's like not anything we've ever seen in like a Star Wars movie before, yeah. like that kind of filming. And they're like, "What is going?" Which part? When he's saying goodbye to three PO, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I couldn't get you any coverings, three PO." And it's like, but the camera, like we see it from three PO's point of view. It's like his eyes, and he's watching Anakin like go back and forth. And it's, re- it's I get really what you're, it's weird. weird. For a movie that mostly was shot with like a very wide scope and like long shots, suddenly we have like this strange close up and like following him mm-hmm. kind of handheld, and I'm like, this is really awkward. And, and yeah, Jake, his his acting was terrible too the whole time. I don't think he's that bad. Really? I've never been annoyed of him. 
I think all of my I think it's mostly suck, just right? the lines though, because even Natalie Portman comes off like well, the writing. I mean, the, the dialogue sucks, yeah. and that's pretty obvious. And all the characters are given like no personality, whereas the originals had personality. Like even people will say, "Oh, it's because George wasn't a very good writer." You know, he's not. He was good at writing stories, but he's not very much of a character builder. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but if you watched the first movie, which he directed and wrote, those characters are very boisterous and I, I i guess the only difference is those movies like the first one they were very like you know making a real quick 70s space movie like eh, maybe mm-hmm. this will hit and i i don't think there was much care about it but by the time you're doing phantom menace you're like it's been 16 years and we're making the star wars we have to take this very seriously we have to take the director very seriously and everyone started like listening to him like way too much rather than people mm-hmm. like fighting back and being like eh, i ain't gonna listen to you george i mean but if you're at the like Phantom Menace point of George's career, you're like you can't tell them no, or like mm-hmm. you're like I want I want them to be really dry with their conversations. You're not going to tell them no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think Jake Lloyd's performance is that bad. It's what I would expect out of a child, actually. Um, I think they had a different kid in mind for the role because you can actually watch this in the special feature they had like three contenders mm-hmm. there's one kid that I thought was much better and he was kind of also like it seemed like you'd be better at having like an angsty side which I thought was needed for the character it was actually like young Hayden Christensen I was going to say it's like young James Earl Jones <laughs> <laughs> it's like this kid but like, with like the voice and everything it's actually old James Earl Jones like, I'm sorry 3PO I couldn't finish your buddy <laughs> I don't know, like, I thought... Everything I think that's the only thing that, like, this movie needed was, like, story-wise, was, like, if they had Anakin be older, then they would have had to have hired a kid, mm-hmm. and then you could have made him a little more angsty and kind of connect him more to Vader, because this Anakin doesn't really connect to the next Anakin at all. Mm-mm. And then, you know, and I mean, complain about Hayden Christensen all you want, he definitely shows the progression of becoming mm-hmm. Vader. Very, Who's, very, I heard that originally George Lucas had Leonardo DiCaprio in mind for like episode two. I would have been like he looks more like Jake Wood. I think that would have been man, like pretty neat. Think of DiCaprio's Vader this whole time would be pretty <laughs> sweet. DiCaprio turning into James Earl Jones, yeah, <laughs> I'd take that. I was for young Anakin. Like if that movie was made today, whoever the kid is that was in Doctor Sleep and and. Mm. Good boys. Yeah, him. Like I could see him becoming a Hayden Christensen type. You know, acting like actually legitly acting. I feel like the bar for child actors has gone up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think it was up at a point and then went severely down in the two thousands and then was back up again. Oh, I think they just—it's because so many more people are getting into it now, and they can like train earlier on, and it's way easier to have like access to who are the good child actors, mm-hmm. whereas, like, back then it was, like, casting call, anybody, show up. It's, mm-hmm. like, now, I don't Bad know, like, agents. they have tons of good actors, and it's because you can find them, like, beyond just doing random, you know, auditions. Mm-hmm. Um, God, Phantom Menace, like, <clears throat> I always just have the least to say about it because it does feel like nothing really happens throughout the movie, but there's, like, there's things I like, like Obi-Wan, which uh, who's who's your favorite character? Mine's either Qui Gon or Obi Wan. It's it's Obi Wan. I think Obi Wan. I think, I think he Qui- doesn't have as much lines though in this one. I I think he doesn't, he, he doesn't do much. 
He sits in the ship during all of Tatooine, which is, like, most of the movie. He had one job, be a young Alec Guinness, and I think he did it, like, mm. perfectly. Yeah. Qui-Gon, I, mean, I think, is lame. Really? I like I like him a lot. Dude acts like he's super wise, picks the one guy he probably shouldn't pick, you know, Anakin, to be, like, See, an apprentice, I, I and have, then he just dies, like, very I lamely. I have a theory... That if Qui-Gon lived, Anakin wouldn't have succumbed to the episode. I've thought that too, just because Obi-Wan was pretty young when he started training him. But at the same time, like I said, he just seems like someone who's like, oh, I'm I'm part of the council, but I'm also very like outside the council, and I have my own thinking. But it, it seems very like... He seems like he's all talk, but no game. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Qui-Gon walked the line very well of like being part of the light side and still kind of doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I think like I think the council saw Qui-Gon as being like Qui-Gon is a 100% good guy. He is on the side of life in the universe. But, he's a rogue. but he does have like one or two obscure ways of thinking. Like if they were all like Well, there's a line in it that If, if they were all vegetarian, he's the vegan, you know, <laughs> or something or vice versa, well, you know. There's a line in the movie that's like this is why you're not on the council. Or Obi-Wan says it, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is why they're not letting you on the council. He's yeah. Like pissed at him. They're, they're all paleo and he's uh, keto. <laughs> he, kind of, <laughs> he is kind of a hippie, not wanting to succumb to their religious ways, but still likes the spirituality of it all. But yet still uses midichlorians. You know, I, I defended midichlorians, by the way. I think, not that I think they are correct. Like, I, I don't, think. They've only brought it up a couple times in I the whole. I think they were always intended to be exactly what everyone thinks of them, which is they're stupid. I think that's, like, the point. Because I'm like, these are the same Jedi who let Darth Sidious crawl from under, who were very structured with their rules. And I I always made the argument that I'm like, it's kind of like, you know, faith versus being in, like, a church, which is church is all about the dogma, the rules and everything, whereas spirituality is, like, what the force is, where it's, like, more of, like, a energy, more of a mindset and i thought like the council was more set up like a church and i i I don't know i think there's meant to be a metaphor there about like how dark cities Mm -hmm. then can come from under them and they don't pay attention and meanwhile they're like let's count midichlorians like even though that makes no sense i think it's meant to be stupid i don't think they're actually just sitting around counting yeah i think the the jedi though and the council are like there's the council judges but then there's the senate like i think all of that is like very obviously it's a democracy i think george lucas is playing a lot into like american style politics like where you have like checks and balances where there's the senate which elects its own leaders and stuff but then you have like the executive branch which is your jedi no army just this jedi and they are like the you know they elect their own officials you know but like there's checks and balances where they can't just be like no you can't be the (laughs) senate and then everyone else in the universe is like, uh, no, we just elected him, so we outnumber you. Eight yeah. people. <laughs> why Why was Chancellor Valorum, like, not... Why was he voted out? It was because they, um, it was kind of like how a parliament can vote out, mm-hmm. like... Vote of no confidence. Just this yeah, it's a vote of no confidence. Palpatine basically convinced Senator Amidala to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...to say, like... I don't believe in him because my plan's getting attacked and I don't do anything she about was like it. The swing book. Yeah. So that's the whole reason that he got like Palpatine secretly got the separatists to attack them yeah. to in, to like instill yeah. 
So he could get dissent in the Senate. Yeah, and so he could become. That's the whole point of the Phantom Menace. I mean, he was also General Zod, so he probably shouldn't be like the chancellor <laughs> of the whole. Thing. <laughs> but he was actually a good guy. No, like that's what I mean. Like it kind of. I mean, I think these movies are meant to kind of be like. Even though they have more politics in it, this is still very under the surface. But like the idea that democracy comes with like automatic, like issues, like. Mm-hmm. Like problems. There's also like uh, when they're voting out Vlorm, there's like the three candidates. One of them was like Bail Organa. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Bail Organa. Who's yeah, and he's not, he's not and, like, in the movie, but they mention him yeah. because he's from the originals, and then they actually cast him in the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he in? Yeah, he's in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. He's yeah. in like the first scene when they're in the. Oh yeah. In like. But isn't he actually in Rogue One yeah, too? No, the same exact actor. He was. That's, that's kind of neat. They never yeah. show him in A New Hope, but they mention him, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. And then they never mention. They only mention him in Phantom Menace, but then they cast Jimmy Smits mm-hmm. in Attack of the Clones and the third one, and, uh, and then, then they brought him back for Rogue One. Yeah. Which I don't even think they really he's a, the age of yeah, he's a yeah. he's a big character in the Force Unleashed video games before it, that at one point was canon and then obviously is not anymore. I didn't him. He's like Jimmy Smith. <laughs> Wasn't even Star Wars. He was like a Jimmy big <laughs> yeah. Phantom Menace ends with a big battle. Mm-hmm. They raise that weird oh, orb thing. They sing the child song. We didn't oh. talk about pod racing, though. Yeah, I, I just want to say I pretty much I think from now on anytime I have to watch this movie I am. Just gonna skip straight to pod racing, and then skip straight to the lightsaber battle, and then be done with this movie. Yeah, if I have to watch it again, well, I used to. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> it's a total of twenty minutes. Well, I made they, them all three. And just like put it on they there. actually did that. They made like a movie called The Phantom Edit, which edited out it tof- most of Topher Grace's. No, but there. Topher Grace is Anakin Skywalker. He did, but he's he's he edits himself in his Anakin. Like when the Phantom Edit came out, everybody thought because this was back actually in like 2000 when the DVD like came out and internet was still pretty new, but it was uploaded online and people downloaded it and it basically cut out everything with Jar Jar. It cut out most of Anakin's dialogue. It cut out actually most of the dialogue. It kept the whole pod race. They kept the scenes. He's just like. There's no no sound. They, and it's just a cardboard cutout of George Lucas in the action. But for years, people thought like Kevin Smith was the one who edited it. But mm. he finally was like, I- "I'm not that good of an editor." <laughs> but he's like, "Yeah, they used to think it was him." But I, I, you mentioned, Topher but it's a Grace, good edit. Like people think it's a quality. People edit. prefer that over the original movie, which I mean, I feel like for how much it cuts, it's almost a joke. Because I th- like you said, I think it literally um, comes till about an hour. Hmm. Like they cut out a bunch. Worth but it. I've never seen it. My whole thing is, I think it's better. I don't like. I think it's much better to just listen to the Weird Al song, uh, "The Saga <laughs> Begins," because that gives yeah. you a rundown of what happens in the movie, mm-hmm. and that's all you need. Um, you know, this not not the worst, but it's. I don't think this is even the worst Star Wars movie actually, because it still has things in it that I like. It still like feels like a Star Wars movie. It has like different planets and different aliens and mm-hmm. it feels like a full universe so to me it's still not the it's not the worst star wars movie and we'll get to that and i'm sure there'll be people mm-hmm. yelling at me about what i don't like but um yeah but still i'd be like i would give this two and a half out of five stars where is it rank for you out of your ten um oh man if i threw it out i mean it's the worst prequel uh i 
I'd have to pull out this list, but I think mm-hmm. it's pretty much at the bottom besides one other film mm-hmm. in the saga. I gave it three and a half. And it's my ninth, I guess. It's my tenth. Oof. And I have it at two. But I do want to, before we move on, what oh, Chloe, for sure. Oh, I gave it three, and it's my seventh. I've only seen Ooh. nine of them, though. I haven't seen ten. Like, all ten. Okay. Which one you're missing? I haven't seen Solo. Okay. It's okay. You don't have to watch it. It's not really a Star Wars movie, anyway. Okay. So everybody everybody has, like, ten movies in their list, then? I have eleven just because I threw on uh, I threw on Rise of Skywalker, but I put it in eleventh place because I, I haven't seen it. I have thirteen. It. Jesus, I have nine. But I added the Clone Wars cartoon. Oh yeah. The holiday special and Rise of Skywalker. Okay. You yeah, don't have the holiday special in mind, but so that's not the bottom. I'll one. probably add it in once we see it, just to have it on my list. Yeah, but, but mine's number nine on the list. Holiday special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's number. <laughs> one. I do really want to get this out of the way because it'll just sum up my biggest topic for all three of these movies. Um the computer generated images and how to me how completely awful and i cannot stand them they are i i want to hear your opinions on it because i cannot stand over all three but starting with phantom menace phantom menace is a technical marvel i'm Yes, it's unbelievable because for everything that everything george lucas did for motion capture Started with this movie, dude. Yep. The pod racing scene. Th- that's which where is all the money went. Majority of it is CG. Mm-hmm. Like, and it looks good. The thing you yeah. have to remember. It's the only thing computer. It was about, only yeah. in 1993 that Jurassic Park came out, mm-hmm. and that was the first one that actually did like full creature in mm-hmm. CG. Now you get to this movie, and there's several characters all CG. And yeah, some of it's not great. Like, there, I remember rewatching it, and there was like scenes where Watto's like very obviously in front of like a very blurry green screen, which mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even understand because I'm like, well, this is all CG. Why are you mm-hmm. even? But it looks so weird. And there's other like Jar Jar doesn't look like amazing, and that weird thing that like farts in his face isn't that great. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you really think about it, though, I'm like, it is. Especially if you compare it to the 97 special edition of Star Wars, which is where they were testing the effects. A lot of the effects in Tatooine in that movie aren't very great now. Like, they aged real quick, but they were testing themselves. To see that two years later they went to this level, like, Mm -hmm. this movie is still one of the greatest, like, most important special effects movies. Yeah. Okay, so you talked about Jurassic Park and the full CGI creature. That was in the dark, too. Mm-hmm. The whole pod racing scene is bright. Yeah, this whole movie is almost in the brightness. They got shadows, mm-hmm. like perfect Coruscant? shadows. The Coruscant, how? Which I don't even know, like how they even that look, pulled that, that off at the time. That looks good throughout all of them, I think. Really? The city? Did you watch it on? Coruscant? What did you watch it on? My TV. I watched it on, did, like Disney Plus. Or I watched did it on you Blu-ray watch it on Blu-ray? my TV. I agree that the Coruscant scenes all look good. Pretty much well, good. Okay. Oh, yeah. I cannot. Okay, I, the, I like want to put up blinders and just watch just okay, the people. Like the whole back, like every the whole backdrop looks great. If you're like watching a ship land on a platform, though, that looks terrible. I like the like the aesthetic of it, but like I don't want to look at anything directly because it just it for for it takes me so far out of the movie. Like it's hard for me not to just look at their feet when they're walking anywhere right. that's not in a desert because it's like the shadows don't line up with their feet and like it just I know that they're in a sea of green you know in reality and it completely takes me out of the movie as a kid it didn't obviously so 
I don't want to say this is bad and everyone knows it's bad because like as a kid I, I did not notice it but now that I do like it's the hardest part for me to watch any of these movies it's because I just don't feel like you know especially once we get into Attack of the Clones and you finally get clones on screen and every single one is computer generated. I say that was the biggest mistake. Yeah, in and you're series. like, you're telling me that you don't have over any. The well, it's just like you going over the CG quick. Yeah, like why didn't they do the very simple process of copy and paste many actual suits? Because especially that ending scene, it looks like a video game, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not what I should be thinking right mm-hmm. now. And it doesn't even look like it looks like Halo Two. I dig <laughs> that. So that's my favorite part of like the one and two is like I love the whole like gladiator into like the actual attack of the clones part i love how it looks like the battlefront <laughs> game almost like i like that but, part like, in no, concept but it doesn't look real is no it, looks but the, like, it looks like you are playing battlefront yeah. on playstation 2 by the third like, movie yeah. the the stormtroopers started looking pretty good uh the, the clones my bad but like Still, though, they did not need to all be CG, and it seemed very kind of lazy to me, almost. I, I guess it was just because they could do it, and they're like, look at mm-hmm. how... But whereas, like, Phantom Menace, it seemed like any time there was a CG effect, it seemed very necessary. Whereas Attack mm-hmm. of the Clones, it seemed like they're like, well, if we could do that, watch what we can do next. And it's like they're trying to overstep their bounds now. Mm-hmm. The third one affects, especially that opening space battle, look very impressive still. But the like third one? Yeah. That's my favorite. That's an amazing scene and I that's one of the things that like, oh, we hate the prequels, so let's make the sequels more like the originals. I'm like, that's one thing you could step up is like look at the space battles in this movie. Mm-hmm. Do that. I think Rogue One stepped it up a lot. Yeah, that's true. Like they they're better than like either the sequel movie. And like I said, based on the trailers for the ninth movie, I'm like, it seems like they're stepping it oh, up. Yeah. But um same with the lightsaber battles too, because I and I I like the idea of more emotion in the space bat, you know, in the lightsaber battle, you know, like in the original movies where there's so much just within the characters. Mm-hmm. But I will admit that watching like especially the Last Jedi when Rey and Kylo are fighting all those soldiers, it would have been kind of cool to see like a flip once in a while out of Kylo Ren, like just because you know they can do it. Mm-hmm. Why not like you know just have some fun with it. And it's it's still very creative what they do, but like I said, that's just another thing the prequels introduced that I thought maybe could have been brought to the sequels. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's more fun. I thought um, watching uh, Palpatine do a flip is weird, though. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, he looked like very. It looked odd. Well, probably because he's also like. Well, actually, what am I even saying? Because there's other real characters that do flips. I guess for him, it was just that cloak they couldn't get down correctly. Yeah. We didn't even talk about Darth Maul, but just because there's like, I have nothing to say about him. I think well, he's lame. I've always thought he's really? lame. I'd have to watch the TV show to enjoy him, I guess. But yeah. even in like I guess, Solo, yeah, I, I guess was like, I this have, is lame. I've seen mm-hmm. all the cartoons with him in it, so I know. I know they expanded upon him yeah. much better. So I've, I've seen everything so far. I'll show you guys a scene from Revenge of the Sith when Commander Cody hands Obi-Wan his lightsaber. Commander Cody. After he hands the lightsaber and he steps back and looks back at Obi-Wan, his head is like... (laughs) (laughs) I just watched that too. (laughs) He just looks like... Imagine he looks back. 
No, but like, I get what you're saying because it kind of like moves slower than the suit. <laughs> yeah, it's like the suit's moving his head. Just like. <laughs> Do you think when they did that, like they just had like three cameras on him at different angles, and he just sat like in a chair with like green around his body and just sat? There? Maybe, yeah, because <laughs> it's like that for all these movies. No, let's get to it. Let's get to Attack of the Clones because I, I and I want to I want to say it very quick. My favorite part of this entire movie is that explosion um, that those like little canisters make. From oh, Slave, from uh, Slave One. Those like canisters that blow oh. up and go, I'm like, that mm-hmm. is the greatest explosion in any movie ever. But um, just because of the sound effects, all mm-hmm. it's cool. It's yeah. so cool. Um, I will say about Attack of the Clones, <laughs> I, I think, depending on how George was writing it, it's pretty obvious right from the beginning that he knew people didn't like Phantom Menace because. Phantom Menace, for as much as you can complain about it, does not throw, like, hardly anything from the original trilogy in it. This movie got, like, way more heavier with, like, the fan service part of it. Like, uh, who do who do uh, the fans like? Oh, Boba Fett. Yeah, let's so put his dad let's in. really put Jango Fett in it. <laughs> which, besides the name, which is a cool nod to the original mm-hmm. Jango from the westerns, uh, that's, I like that, but... It's like, yeah, that was fan servicey. Uh, throwing that ship in was putting, uh, like, showing the Death Star like oh, plans, yeah, yeah. like so many things like that, and um, having Yoda with a lightsaber and fighting, and which I mean, mm-hmm. it's cool, but you could tell like this one was majorly more fan servicey well, than the last like one. I feel like he kind of had to because everyone. I feel like everyone always wondered like, what it, what what is the Clone Wars like? Because mm-hmm. they mention it in episode four, and like how Luke, Luke's dad fought in it. So how, how is this gonna connect to episode four? Yeah, but why have Jango Fett in it? And also why have Jango oh, Fett? Boba Fett's be, the most popular character. Be the guy who they based all the clones off of. That's it, stupid. I thought that was kind of like a, Fett, a little Boba, far-fetched. And, and Boba Fett's a clone. Don't forget that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's really weird. And, I mean, now that we have the Mandalorian TV show, I feel like it just makes me question even more in Attack of the Clones. It makes you feel like they're not even real Mandalorians. So, I just listened to a podcast, like, it's called Issue Zero, where he's not a Mandalorian. It's just Mandalorian armor. That's it. And he, like, they stole He's just it. a bounty hunter. He stole it or something. I think that's what George Lucas' so whole Boba thing. So, when Boba like, shows up in Mandalorian. Originally, they have a whole episode on this, like, why people, like... Boba Fett in general, because, like, before Empire came out, he was the first character to come out and do promotion was Boba Fett, and so, like, he was going around malls putting up wanted posters with, like, Han Solo and stuff around, like, Mall of America and different, or, that probably wasn't built yet, different places. Um, So people were like, oh, I love this character. He was in the, like, the things, the Macy's parade and stuff before, and then I found oh, out the first, later. The first thing was holiday special. Yeah, he was actually in the holiday special in the yeah. cartoon. The very first thing. Well, I found out that like he, when they were coming up with characters, originally like the whole Star Wars story was supposed to be about these like Jedi Knights versus these elite super commandos who hunted Jedi's, and it was just supposed to be a that story. And then eventually it came out to Skywalker and the Empire and Star. Yeah, you know whatever. But like Darth Vader, before Darth Vader was a character, Boba Fett was going to be the big bad of. Star Wars. It was going to be a bounty hunter versus Luke Skywalker. And then they they thought, like, oh, let's do this character instead. Let's make it more menacing, a little bit more Nazi-esque. 
you know, and then we'll, we'll reintroduce them later on. And so they went back to that and took out the original, like, drawing an idea for Boba Fett and threw him in Empire, and that's why he's in so little. But, like, he had already grown up so big that when George Lucas was making Attack of the Clones, all the producers were like, you have to put him in one of these movies. Like, have to have some kind of his lore in there. We'll sell so many toys. And, and George Lucas was like, I don't want to, but I did. And then... That's why he has him get his head cut off because it was like a middle finger to his own character (laughs) because he hated the fandom of it. That's the theory of it, at least. Yeah. But originally, with all the books and comic books that came out between, like Boba Fett was was a completely different character. Yeah. Best Jango Fett action figure where his head was like attached by a magnet. Oh really? (laughs) Take it off. Cut his head off. (laughs) I. It's like training kids to play with kitchen knives and cut up their <laughs> dolls and stuff. Mace Windu action figure. <laughs> Boba Fett is fine to me just based on the level of what he oh. is in the movie, but I think he's lame. Like, he, the fact I that people love him so he's much. He's lame now that we have The Mandalorian. He's right. completely useless now. Yeah. Jango or Boba Fett? Boba. Both. Boba Fett, yes. Jango Fett, I still dig in clone, Attack of the Clones. Well, he's the only I like his scenes. He's like the only I like how he like takes on Obi Wan in an almost realistic way. I kind of dig yeah. it. Like, you know? like he outwits him. But then when he takes on Mace Windu, he's completely powerless. Like, it just it makes me kind of wonder, like, it, like because him and Boba Fett both got killed off in a very easy ways. But I guess it was because like I don't know what else to do with him because people love him way mm-hmm. too much for some reason. And I'm like, I agree. And I, you got to get rid of him. Somewhere. I would go to that so, that theory that they're not Mandalorians. They're not like trained up superhumans. They are just bounty hunters with special armor, like so, like lightsaber lightsaber proof armor. I think the only reason they that George Lucas put Boba Fett and his dad in this movie was to explain why Boba Fett hates Jedi. <laughs> Because Just, Jedi killed his dad, mm-hmm. so that's why he hates Jedi. Weak. I think that's. Weak the, I think that's actually why he put him in. Mm-hmm. I think the but whole thing is. Just- if you think of it though, in the grander story, so this ranks up for me number nine. Like, I like this one a little bit more than Phantom Menace, and because I really do kind of like the idea of like how the secret army became, like the army, mm-hmm. and like how like there was this like. Jedi, this like mythical Jedi from a long time ago that no one really knows if he even was real, made this like basically paid a crap load of money to build an army and then disappeared. And now there's armies ready. And then Jango Fett's like there where he just like picked this bounty hunter, like, you are proficient in most things. Let's make my army based off of you, Aquaman's dad. And then Master mm-hmm. Sifidius was, uh, he's in the Clone Wars series. Master mm-hmm. Safadius died almost 10 years ago. I like that too. Like, my favorite aspect of this movie is the fact that the clones and where they came from and how it's very mysterious. And mm-hmm. I like that they kept the mystery. I know they can expand upon it, but, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, mystery to Phantom Menace as much as, like, mm-hmm. who is doing all this. I'm like, well, we already know. We've seen the original movies. Like, we know who the Emperor is, unless you, like, don't know who the actor was who played the Emperor in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. You won't figure it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. But. Like with this movie, be... th- there was some there was some mystery to it. <laughs> okay, that that brings up an early memory of my dad handing me like a like a Pel- a Chancellor Palpatine action figure like from Episode One, mm-hmm. being like, "This is the Emperor." <laughs> and I was like, and I had like the 
one with like the <laughs> black cloak them? too and i like looked at it and they're like both the same face and like wait a minute what <laughs> i had that i, I had that like, sounds existential crisis as like an eight-year-old some people were actually tricked if you like if they didn't know who the actor was in return of the jedi i bet you a lot of people don't realize that that is the same actor too when i was a kid i thought it was a throwaway character until you know like you get older and you're re-watching you're like oh wait no that dude's the bad guy he's like the most important yeah thing. <laughs> I, um, I just found out yesterday though i'd never noticed this before that he is the same actor yeah mm-hmm. i always assume they he, found this amazing actor like, like to play boy. sidious you yeah. know and i'm like oh wait yeah he was actually oh, yeah. younger when he did return of the jedi and they like put makeup put, on him and i always an older version when he was younger and i always thought that was because george was actually like preparing to make the prequel mm-hmm. so he purposely hired someone who was slightly younger so he probably did yeah I, well i think he so he like that. benjamin buttoned like his way through yeah. the star wars universe because he knew eventually he'd be yeah. making the prequels and he's like and it'll be a couple years and you'll be older by then he's like <laughs> for this movie if he is in this forever i haven't seen the trailer like he didn't need to put any makeup on him he just is this decrepit evil old man <laughs> it's like i don't even need that guy makeup. used to pretend to be can you just not be him and be yourself because <laughs> he's more evil now uh fun fact you mcgregor is related to Wedge and Tilly's, I think. Yeah, you're right. Wedge and Tilly's. Yeah, I forgot the actor's name. He also keeps saying no to the sequels for some reason. Mm-hmm. Even though he's like the only rebel who lived all throughout the movies, except for Nine Numb and Admiral Akbar. You know, um, let's get into Attack of the Clones because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I like I like the secret army. I like the secrecy of it, and I like you know people go online and be like, well, why didn't anyone question where the army came from? I'm like, because a war started, and literally crap like that in the real world happens like all the time a war will happen and then people just won't like question certain things Mm. happens constantly Mm. um i also don't think (laughs) hayden christensen's the worst but what if trump just was like we have a secret army (laughs) a secret clone (laughs) army we'd go to guantanamo bay been cloning people for years Don't clones of me. They're Don't all based of off of my son. They're they're all based off of The Rock. <laughs> it's just a clone army of The Rock. And then they're like all in a row, and then they all do the they same. They all chant. do the eyebrow. <laughs> and it just echoes forever. There's like which there's the real Rock has a slightly different outfit all the time, and then he has like this little tiny young Rock. <laughs> his own clone (laughs) yeah i don't know like i i really like the beginning of this movie and i really like the ending of this movie but the whole middle dude garbage because like anything with anakin is lame as hell anything with anakin using the force to cut a pair well at first it's like it's super exciting because you're like oh so they're oh yeah they're jango fett or boba fett or who is that he looks like boba fett and he hires a different bounty hunter to go and kill padme and it's like this really cool scene through the city and they Mm -hmm. use these like worm things yeah and like anakin goes there and they're like jumps out of perfectly intricately cuts them and then goes. it's like the coolest thing ever you're like jumps out of a car it's like all like blade runner like like yeah. cyberpunk style stuff, and then that, then then, and then buy some death sticks, and then yeah. that, and I want then to go home and rethink point, my life. And then Obi Wan's like, Anakin, you need to go to Naboo, and then the movie just grinds to a uh-huh. halt. And then, wait, you're not on Naboo, you're on Tatooine. What the fuck are you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just born giant sheep, and it looks ugly. And- oh, that, that that's another uh, callback to the originals, uh, the Uncle Owen and. 
Oh yeah, because I like. Oh yeah, because they go to Tatooine and they literally yeah. go yeah. to the oh, house yeah. that yeah. Luke grows we up. We have to explain how this only child has brothers and sisters oh. that Luke can live mm-hmm. with. I gotta it's say Joel Edgerton, which I'd never like. Yeah. I, I notice it when like that's almost my favorite part of Attack of the Clones. I'm like, oh yeah, Joel Edgerton's in this. It's funny that he's <laughs> in the third movie too, and he doesn't say anything. And you're like, yeah. wow, that is the smallest role of his. Yeah, because he's like, like looking off. Important. He's looking off in the sunset, and you're like, I wonder if we're gonna see his face. And then he does actually turn around, where that could have been just anyone. They could have saved a ton of money and just had some right. random ass guy standing I mean, there. I think he was Why pretty cheap the at the cannon? time. <laughs> I, no, like that. I I thought setting that all up actually worked very like seamlessly like the idea of like oh his mom was freed by this guy and then they got married yeah and he had kids already and that's how they became odd. but what about like the throwaway line in the end of revenge of the Sith? is like oh yeah and wipe this guy's mind you know like men's yeah, memory banks because <laughs> otherwise like if you think about it like c-3po like literally has l- been at this farm for like 60 years yeah, they solved that Wipe they did memory. I know but it's just as like <laughs> it is stupid it's so like you don't notice how weird it is until you're like actually thinking it through and you're like well it's cause for some reason dang there's George some jacked like- up stuff that came down at this farm like like this is like the conjuring level type of her, yeah. like hereditary business that's well, going on imagine, at like they, they, this farm. C-3PO was left there by Anakin and in the next movie he's still there at the place he will be at mm-hmm. in the New Hope. Yeah. And then he's taken <laughs> some synthetic person them. put clothes on him. But, but what but the point is like why did he leave him to begin with? Like, why did he leave? Because he was like, oh, your mom wants to help. But like, He but, traded him for R2. He's like, I'm going to take this guy. But, but, yeah. like, but George, like, legitly, why well, did you he, leave C-3PO well, there in the first built, movie? Why did you bring he, him with? Because that's the original, like, when Anakin was explaining, like, oh, yeah, I built C-3PO. I built them to help mom. So that's why. Yeah, but, like, I'm saying, like, you wouldn't have to have that whole extra part where you're like, wipe their memory. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but okay, I guess R2. wipe their memories, it. but you... Uh, Owen Lars doesn't remember C-3PO who lived with you. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, you don't remember C-3PO who lived with you for years. He was gold and and when he was with him, he was great. And also, I I don't know how you'd, like, not notice that accent and that, like, his personality. Unless he just pretended. name is that droid he he stole. He noticed, like, oh, wait, this droid doesn't know me? Okay, I'm not gonna, like, if I don't move, he doesn't know I'm here. Maybe I don't have to take him. I don't don't need a protocol droid. You know, no, that does not at all figure out the issue, though, where Obi-Wan Kenobi in the fourth movie, they're like, He's like, I don't seem to remember owning owning a droid. Oh, okay, they, they, there's a. Well, I think I, I've no. heard of that theory where he's like, he's just playing he's it. He's just lying. Yeah. I mean, no, that's he the is, most okay. Fun. But there is like canon like in books. Uh, <laughs> isn't it amazing that they have to write yeah. books just to solve dumb Apparently, little plot holes that okay, don't matter? Do you matter? want me to tell you the what is like, the little, reason? The little whisper. Why did he forget about R four? Well, it, he's playing it down. He's playing dumb. Um, he wants. And, to well, he do, he doesn't lie either though. He says, I don't remember owning a droid. He never owned a droid. Anakin did. Yeah. Technically. Um, he didn't own R4? No. Because if you watch in uh, episode 3, he, yeah, jump, he, he jumps from droid He to is droid. so full of shit. You know what? Like, but, everyone but lies in, constantly. Uh, but, but in whatever novel, mm. uh, he, uh, while Luke is practicing with his little ball, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Han Solo's just Pocket chilling cool. out, uh, I guess Obi-Wan puts his hand on... R2's head and says it's good to see you again old friend like really low and I think it was I think it said like and Han thought he heard something but whatever 
He said it under his breath. I just realized, so, like, Owen is like, you're a protocol droid. Do you, like, speak whatever to, my, to like, evaporators? Like, C-3PO is like, yeah. grew up talking to the exact same ones. <laughs> probably making love to him as a droid, like, growing up. And then he's like, you know how to talk? So, oh, no. <laughs> I don't need a protocol droid. Yeah, Attack the Clones is a really boring section in the middle, though. That, And it's all those scenes with Padme and Anakin, which is bad dialogue, but on top of that, very rushed, like, how they fall for each other, because mm-hmm. it comes kind of out of nowhere. And I know it's like, well, Anakin's always been infatuated with her, but we do not know if Padme was at all into him. And suddenly she's just, like, into him. Mm-hmm. And there's really no build-up. Or, it's just because they're trying to rush this relationship within a couple of days and it's like maybe he was using the force ugh that's gross Um, in my mind tormenting me by the time we get to Diagnosis like everything there is like I think real neat I wish like so Empire they kind of to me they make like Han and Leia's relationship somewhat believable like it's so outlandishly like aggressive to each other that's believable that they like each they other. They have like a back and forth. I wish they would have done that a little bit more with this where like the whole time... I feel like they tried. They don't. Well, because like, they're the like... the of the movie, they tried. A little bit, but then it's like, you always be that little boy on, <laughs> on Tatooine. There's a scene where they're like talking and it's like in their house and it's mm-hmm. like it's like at night, but there's like that fireplace. Yes. And she's just like, we cannot have this yeah. relationship. It's it's forbidden. Yeah. And I'm like, when did you He's even like, start having a thing It's for agony. Him? It's pure agony. I'm dying inside. <laughs> the robot chicken thing. <laughs> oh, where she's like on a super like, ball. And, and she's like, oh, Anakin, I thought we were just going to chill. Anakin's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I wish that they would just had them talking with like a little bit of like a hint there and there. Like that there's some kind of romantic tension and then the only kiss in the movie being like right before they go into the coliseum yeah and then not referenced and then the beginning of into the set they're married that would be completely believable for me even as a kid i'd be like that would have made perfect sense but instead we got all this weird like i'm a kid and i have no idea what love is because of this movie (laughs) (laughs) is this what love is like no thank you it's agony I don't, do I not like sand anymore? I don't know. <laughs> What'd you think of them doing CGI Yoda? And they they remastered Phantom Menace, and I didn't like that either. He looks even worse in Phantom Menace because they like didn't give him any emotion in that one. Whereas this one, I think they at least tried to pay attention to the emotional side of his like CGI face. But like, I get why they had to do it. They kind of had to if they mm-hmm. wanted to have him fight. But there's also a part of me that's like, you probably could have mixed it up. You know, but I guess that would have been too jarring to go from like a puppet to suddenly him hopping around and it's like CG. But overall, I'm like, it looks pretty good, but I'm glad they've never gone back to like Empire to touch that up because that would mm-hmm. be a travesty. God. I mean, even Last Jedi, they did bring him back as a puppet. Can, which... they, can they just like CGI puppets in? <laughs> like green screen them in. Someone CG should do that as like a as like a YouTube video. That'd be funny, like green screening a Yoda puppet into mm-hmm. all those Attack of the Clone scenes. I would just have like completely make a new movie and then just CG in the characters from the like Phantom Menace into this new movie that's also called Phantom Menace. So it's like completely <laughs> actual landscapes, but now it's like, oh that's like the Qui-Gon from <laughs> <laughs> like you're superimposing the like the only digital part is the imposed stuff from the yeah. mm. you know that's what I would do but um, whatever Disney I don't know overall though I never I I like Attack of the Clones better than Phantom Menace but it always leaves me with like the least amount to talk about because it, once again it doesn't seem like a lot happens it just seems like 
they're setting up things and it's trying to make sense of the original trilogy and how they got there and it's interesting as a fan but you know it's like a movie like i i because you were saying before we started you said you go in between liking phantom menace more or mm-hmm. liking attack of the clones more but i feel like at least phantom menace which I, I I do like less, but it's like a story somewhat. This one doesn't feel like a story. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of feels like they're trying to give answers to things that mm-hmm. people kind of already knew about, but just to expand upon things from the original trilogy, mm-hmm. which is fine. But like as a movie, I'm like I don't know if that qualifies. <laughs> yeah, that there's just for me there's something about Attack of the Clones that it's less of like a Star Warsy type of movie, like in terms of pacing that the originals have and Phantom Menace almost kind of has. That because this is like two different storylines of like Anakin and Padme and then Obi Wan, like. I feel like there's almost like a Christopher Nolan movie buried in there somewhere. <laughs> like, because of all these inner, like this weird secret plot thing that's slowly kind of unveiling, but you're still not sure. And then it ends up with like this battle, but then really it's about Count Dooku. Like, I feel like there is like a good, really good movie buried in there, but it's not a Star Wars movie, whatever that movie is, you know? Yeah. But for what we get, I, re- I dig the concepts. Like, I can see george being in like you know the executive office or whatever of well lucasfilm i guess whatever and being like all right i want a pod race and then a lightsaber battle that's lighter than but still similar to the old ones and then the second one he's like all right i want to have like a 50s diner i want to have a cyberpunk thing and then i want to have a a coliseum thing and then i want to see like giant like i want to have like a a foundry type of like a droid foundry type of fight like i can see those and like that being a good movie and then what it is is just ugly yeah well especially for me the cg is just not i don't like to look at it this is attempting more of what like a new hope was where it was very referential to historical stories and previous literature and such because this movie has and old movies is too because Mm -hmm. like this movie has count dooku played by the guy who played Count Dracula. Like, that's a very mm-hmm. obvious reference right there. You have a lot of very Shakespearean scenes that don't really play well, but it is very much like a Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, like, that Coliseum scene, which kind of takes you back to movies of the 50s, like Ben-Hur, other, you know, blockbusters mm-hmm. that would take place in giant sets like that. And it's like, George... I don't think he did much of that in Phantom Menace as much. Phantom Menace is like a Star Wars based on Star Wars movie, whereas this one is like what the original trilogy did, base a lot of the stuff on pre-existing concepts and make something new out of it. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I don't think it always lands. Sometimes it's just very... It is is the ugliest movie of all of them. Mm -hmm. Mostly because the effects haven't aged well because even at the time they were just they were going too far. Mm-hmm. I think they thought they got away with a lot in Phantom Menace, and they did, and a lot of it holds up, but this one, it's like... There's only, like, three real sets. Like, like when they're in that, like, bar on, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the beginning. At the beginning, and then there's, like, when they're at, like, Tatooine, and that's it. Like, there's, like, no other real sets. Everything is... Everything on GNL generated. like, very, like, fake. But that stuff, I think, of the whole movie is the stuff that looks the best, mm-hmm. but still it's even the space battles it's like we finally have reached that point where everything is mm-hmm. just like it's cg and at the time not 
fully um, able to accomplish what you mm-hmm. want to accomplish. I'd like to see like an episode of Mandalorian or something where they like go back to Geonosis. Where There's it's, like, a lot of like practical looking. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of planets I wish they would go back to from these series, Most like, well. or you just be a little more like inventive with the planets in the new movies. Because I mean, God, in the trailer, it looks like they're on another desert planet for the new movie. Okay, so there's a and, lot. There's a lot of cool sh- planets that are. I don't know anything from the new. Oh, trailer. I'm sorry, oh, but I'm, I'm, if you can, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> thank you. But if you watch the Mandalorian too, there's just more desert planets. Like yeah. I'm getting sick of the desert planets. Well, they go back to Tatooine, which is like, interesting. In, I think you get a glimpse of it in Revenge of the Sith, but there's like a, I think in Force Unleashed, there's like a whole mission. Uh, this planet called Felucia, where it's just all big flowers. Yeah, yeah that always looks super cool, and yeah. it's a real quick thing. And I'm like, screw mm-hmm. that, I would like to go there. Um, that like one's cool. Yeah, sorry. the water planet where they do the clones, like that was like a cool idea. Uh, that's like the whole Go Force Unleashed no. two is like half the game takes place in that water planet. I like I, I, Geonosis, which is kind of you know once again another somewhat desert planet. Got darker. It, it was cool in the idea that there were like more burgundy aliens there that were like mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. Some people would call it dumb, but I'm like that's what the original trilogy was. It was like taking real things and yeah. making mm-hmm. it a space like. Yeah, there's a lot of like things that they did in the Clone Wars series, like a lot of planets that they went to that would be really cool adapted into a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how it often is, like the stuff that. The lore, it's often more exploratory than the actual movies. That's the thing, like, George, you know, criticize him all you want, but he tried new things with these movies. Mm-hmm. This one was more referential to the old movies, but also they had way more planets. They had way more alien designs. It was all CG and kind of ugly, but he tried. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wish the new movies would have done that, because even, like, The Last Jedi, it's like, there's not really, like, an, the final battle that they go to like the planet's cool but other than that there's mm-hmm. not really anything cool or new about it they go to a casino planet i mean that's like that's it yeah. this movie has like double that many ideas for like different places some of them are good but some of them are the, the casino planet on last jedi yeah it didn't even seem like a whole planet though it, it looks like seemed like that same it's at like night the, the casino. it looks almost like a caribbean type of which yeah. would be kind of neat to explore I mean, we kind of almost got a smaller version of that in Rogue One, but... But it didn't even look like a casino planet. It just looked like that one city. <laughs> I'd like there to be an entire planet that's just that diner. <laughs> Dexter, Dexter's planet. And it's all Dexter Jester with a bunch of diners at every corner. <laughs> every door opens every morning. It's just a Dude, bunch of Dexter. Oh, not even you know? kidding. Oh, what do you if know? you ever read the book of Ready Player One... Like, they go into the lore of, like, this giant, like, virtual reality world where, like, every planet is crazy. There's a... There's... They go into that a lot in the book more than the movie, and there's, like, several planets in this movie where it is, like, every square on the city street is, like, the exact same house of, like, the creator of the game. Or there's one where there's the exact same arcade on every single corner of, like, this entire planet. It's more of a moon size, but, you know... Unless you have anything else to say about Attack of the Clones. Uh, for me, it's a 3 out of 5 stars movie. 3 out of 5 for me, too. 2.5. And, and this is my it's number 9. Phantom, it's under Phantom Menace. Yeah, my, it's right above Phantom Menace. Number 8 out of, t- out too, of the they're, 10. They're too close. Chloe. 3 out of 5 and 8. Nice. I feel like that's everybody's thoughts on Attack of the Clones. I don't know <laughs> many people who love them. 
It is um, uh, Austin's. This is his favorite Star Wars. And this is Stella's favorite Star Wars. Really? I think it'd be very interesting to Does just... Does she like it because of the romance? <laughs> she like well we we watched it together and it was just like she just kind of likes the whole movie and I'm just like I I when I watched it with her I was like well I'm liking it more now but I'm I don't know I, it definitely is like a she's seen something that I'm not okay. <laughs> my dad took me and my stepbrother Josh to it opening night 2002 my dad got off like a 12 hour shift at the mines and everyone fell asleep except for me. <laughs> I was the only one who stayed awake through the whole thing. Hmm. And that's just because I was dedicated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you following the story closely, like you knew it was oh, going yeah. on? or No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I, went, when I saw Revenge of the Sith with my dad, uh, this this was the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters, because that's when I like actually became a fan of it, mm. and I saw all the movies mm-hmm. in preparation for this one. I, I, or... Uh, I had a lightsaber battle with someone waiting for... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we went to the <laughs> At, like, the theater? Yeah. Well, it was, uh... I don't know if you ever remember the Hibbing movie theater used to be in the mall. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the last time I, I saw there. This the something gate theater or something? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I... Actually, I didn't see the original trilogy before this movie, because I remember there was... I had seen the first two, and I was going to see the originals after I saw the third one, because I was watching them in order. Mm-hmm. And, uh... But my dad came with. He didn't watch the prequels, but he had seen the originals like anybody in that generation. Mm-hmm. I remember when it was like starting though. Like I don't know how the conversation came up, but it literally was the conversation where I was like, "No, the guys in the white helmets are the good guys," and he was like, "No, they're the bad guys." Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, "No," I'm like, "Cause I watched Attack of the Clones." I'm like, "No, they're the good guys," and I didn't realize that the stormtroopers were the same people. And then like I thought they were yelled, just well, then you all lost. Well, it was funny. Cause then, <laughs> well, then you truly are lost. No, because like I remember, I remember watching like Revenge of the Sith then, and it was kind of like at the end of it, we're like, oh, like it all kind of made sense because it was like it shows how the clones became the stormtroopers, and I'm like, oh, they're the same people, I guess. And then I remember we were like going home. I always remember my dad like telling my mom because mm-hmm. she was like, what'd you think of it? Because he's not really like into Star Wars, but mm-hmm. he was like, oh, it was kind of like you know they were showing like where Darth Vader came from. It was kind of cool. And I mean, mm-hmm. the thing was, he got like the gist of it from just Revenge of the Sith, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't yeah. need to watch the other two. I've always thought that Revenge of the Sith, that's the only one you really need. And that's like my main point, is that that's why it's the best one, because it's like the only one that's needed. You can mm-hmm. make a whole movie out of all three if you use the majority of Revenge of the Sith and mm-hmm. snippets. If you just did flashbacks. If you did one of those, like, two-minute synopsis, like, previously on Star Wars, and then it goes right into Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) That's true. Like, like Attack of the Clones, you could explain in just a crawl. And that that is, like, that movie, this movie almost makes the other two even worse, because this one's, like, much better. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that George was pulling all his punches here, that he had all the good ideas here. He... This Mm -hmm. one actually had good character moments opposed from the other ones. I actually kind of cared about not not Anakin and Padme's relationship not at all. No. That was terrible. I cared a 
crap ton about Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship. Oh, yeah. Like, I actually was like, it's kind of emotional. Sad. Yeah. It's, and it's the part of the movie that I like is the fact that when Obi-Wan's gone, that's when Anakin's getting seduced by the dark side. I'm like, it's depressing because it's literally just because he's not there right now. Mm-hmm. And that if he literally just wasn't doing this and Anakin wasn't over here, it would probably, maybe things would have turned out better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even that scene where, like, Anakin really needs to, like, this is the thing, hating. Christensen, people complain about him, but there is a scene in this movie where he is waiting for Mace Windu to go and arrest Sidious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's at first just letting it happen because he's like, he's like really trying to choose between the, the joining scene him or not. The, the scene where he's staring out the window for two minutes? Yeah, but <laughs> I'm saying that that scene is really good because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just it's his, emotional. Yeah. It's just his yeah. face, and you're like, you know what he's thinking? He's like, Man, he's mm-hmm. like that guy is bad, and they have to arrest him. But man, if I saved him right now, like I could probably save my wife. And what do I care about yeah, right now? It's going back and forth between him and Padme too. So he like mm-hmm. it's showing that he's thinking of Padme, and that's like really good scene. Like I'm like, oh, there's a lot of good setup, and there's not talking or anything. And I'm like, God, like George, where where were you a couple movies ago? Because this is really good. And um, they do that. There's like that scene at the opera house too. Like that is a really good scene where like. He totally manipulates Anakin in that scene. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good moment. Such a, like, you know, different moment from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. From what we've got so far, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I this think that- is... Uh, oh, what, what, I can't think of her name. Padme. What's your name? Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman. I think this is her worst acting job out of all three movies. I, I agree. I think she drops the ball. This is very bad. You're breaking my heart! Mm-hmm. You're going down the path I can't follow. Oh, Annie, take me back to Naboo when there's nothing but her love. <laughs> Granted, she has this movie. She has nothing to work with. The mm-hmm. first one, it was like she at least had like the political side of it, where mm-hmm. she had to be like a commanding presence. Yeah, and the but she also one, had like Leia moments where like you could see like okay, she is the mother of Leia. Yeah. The second one, she became a badass fighter by the end. You're like, wow, she's mm-hmm. actually got some like shooting chops. And Leia such. moments, yeah. Yeah. This one. She does nothing. She's and pregnant. I know part of it's like, oh, she became pregnant, so she's not supposed to be active. But I'm like, yeah, this is lame. It's just, it's lame. Mm-hmm. It's really too bad they gave her nothing for this movie to work with other than to die. <laughs> she gets pregnant really fast. I think the movie's <laughs> she gets... supposed to take place for a while. I think it's supposed to be yeah, over a couple months, yeah. but... Even then, though, by the time she does die, somehow the children can be born, but no one realized she was pregnant, and she never got No, like, they, were, they knew... Not, no, yeah, not. they knew she was pregnant. They didn't know who the dad was. Did they, though? Yeah, because... Uh, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's Obi-Wan like, knew, but, like... Unless she's been hiding in her apartment for nine months. But she doesn't even, like, look that pregnant at that point. And with twins. Mm-hmm. And I feel... I always thought it was just because Obi-Wan could sense she was pregnant. And he no. just was like, by I, the way... I think they knew. They just didn't know who the dad was. Well, like, so, like, the timeline of this movie, like, the... Most of the Jedi are off. Like, every time it shows a council, almost everyone's a hologram except for, like, Mace Windu and Yoda because they're the ones at the Coruscant. And all these other Jedi who you used to see are now leading detachments of people on Felucia and that snowy planet and stuff. Um, Battlefront maps. That's pretty much all they are. <laughs> and then uh, by the crawl, I, I think we're under the assumption that Obi-Wan and Anakin are off somewhere too and they're brought back specifically just to find Palpatine and to bring him back mm-hmm. which they do because yeah, then when she mission. when 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 Padme sees Anakin they've been away for a long time so like they must have went straight to go find Palpatine well, and then go to Coruscant see, the, the newest season of Clone Wars is supposed to be right 
right. Like the up next, to that. The last episode is going to be like them going to probably save Palpatine. Okay. Mm. So, and then, but doesn't Obi Wan go like immediately to the Utapa system? That's when they figure out where John Grievous, John Grievous is. is. It's because he like leaves immediately, right? right. Yeah, and and Anakin stays back to like spy on Palpatine. Well, Palpatine tells he's like spying on both Pal- at the same Palpatine time. Palpatine tells yeah. Anakin that that's where General Grievous is, and that he should be the one to lead the mission. Oh yeah. And then he goes to the council and tells them mm-hmm. this is where General Grievous is, and Palpatine thinks I should go, and they're like they all voted no. Obi Wan's going. Mm-hmm. I-, I gotta say. Like, I don't know if this is intended to be interpreted this way, mm-hmm. but Mace Windu, I, the fact that he was, like, so not, like, on board with Anakin ever mm-hmm. is, like, a huge reason as to why Anakin turned to the dark side. Like, I know it's all on him, but the point is, like, the fact that Mace Windu was constantly pushing against him, mm-hmm. I'm like, he is a big reason why this all, and I think that's the point. A lot, a lot of... I noticed a lot of decisions that Yoda even made were bad in this movie. Like, on Anakin's part. Yeah. I just... I It seems like there is such a bad, like, back and forth between Mace Windu and Anakin in this one, though. Where mm-hmm. he's so, like, intentionally being mean to him at times and, like, shunning him. And But what do you... Okay, what do you guys think of General Grievous? Grievous? Yeah. What do you think of him? Mm. He was cool at the time. At the time, he was, he was cool. like the coolest character ever. He's and cool then... in the Clone Wars. Ah, General Kenobi. <laughs> we put his random for you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He is so weird. Like watching him now, I'm just, I'm like more bugged than anything because he's like, I've been trained in your Jedi arts by Cal Dooku, and then he just sucks. Like he has four oh, lightsabers. lightsabers and he sucks. But he's still, but he's not a Jedi. I think he does pretty good for not being a Jedi because he's not doing flips and stuff. He's just like, I can move my arms like want, a normal person. I want to watch the special features and see what Ewan McGregor's fighting in that. See. I think it's two guys with pulling pool noodles. Pool noodles. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the guys has like this thing off his head with two giant balls <laughs> yeah. to look at. So like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, the beginning of this movie is like. Ex- like some of the best like Star Wars material you'll ever get like mm-hmm. at the beginning of this movie with the whole battle above Coruscant and, and, it, and it shows how good of a pilot that uh, Anakin was crashing that half of a ship on the Coruscant right um, immediately leaving like leading into a lightsaber battle <laughs> and uh, well and when tr- thinking, what was that uh, the whole ship with him crashing as a kid I always th- thought about that like he had to have killed a lot of people, especially in that <laughs> like, like in that like that lookout thing. Yeah, there's like this like uh, air control tower, and he just slices right through it and kills. If, if there's clones, still kills how many clones? And like he's like, I killed an unarmed man. You killed a lot of unarmed people. You landed on a planet that is only city. Like the, the the whole design of this planet is that's just people here, man. Like when they um. <laughs> go inside the ship though and they have to like find the escape pod uh, somewhere general grievous at first you know it's like immediately after a space battle they crash in there and then they like are trying to travel through the elevators the elevator shut down they have to like mm-hmm. walk through it the ship's like turning over and during this that, whole scene i was like how's wow. gravity working yeah but like <laughs> you and you and mcgregor is passed out the whole time and then I, well during that stuff and they had like 
there was funny lines. They were like yeah. saying funny back and forth, and mm-hmm. I was sitting there like, "Wow, it's Obi Wan wakes up hanging from the, <laughs> from the rope." And I start kind of sitting there, and I'm like, "Wow, you guys, you know, it's starting to kind of feel like a Star Wars movie right now. Like <laughs> what, it took us three movies, but we're finally here. You're mm-hmm. talking about R two? Well, he's trying." <laughs> Yeah, like when he wakes up, and when he wakes up in the elevator, yeah. and he's like, oh, and he's just acting like it's nothing. But meanwhile, there's another elevator coming towards, us. and it's just so many good moments like that. And I'm just know. like, wow, it took a somehow though. This scene is really written well. I'm like, did did he write this? There's no way he had to give it to someone else because like this is actually like a Star Wars movie right mm-hmm. now. R two takes down two super battle droids with with <laughs> <Yeah>. just fire, <laughs> fire. <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, like, suddenly everything was, like, funnier. Everything was, like, quicker paced. Everything yep. was, like, like you know, just like how I felt when they were running through the Death Star in the fourth movie. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, Star Wars. You, you finally figured it out. And once again, Coruscant. <laughs> well, then they land on Coruscant, and then the movie just... <sighs> but mm-hmm. what I appreciate about this movie, though, is that, hey, we got to do all this exposition. Let's do it quick. And it is quick. Like they mm-hmm. do, like I said, I said before we started, I was like, a lot of it is, I gotta go talk to Obi Wan, I gotta go talk to Emperor, I gotta go talk to Padme, I gotta go talk to the Emperor, and it's just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. There's like literally three subsequent scenes that happen in Chancellor Palpatine's quarters. They're like one after another between scenes, mm-hmm. and it's just like we keep going back to the same set over and over and over again. And I'm like, and it's but it's dropping all this very important exposition that you kind of have to you know you got to get into the emperor's manipulation of him Mm -hmm. which you know if you were going to do that maybe you should start doing that a little earlier but you know it's it's done well enough in this movie but that's why i mean it goes so quick that by the time you get to the part where anakin turns to the dark side the movie gets good again and i was like well that was only like it was like it technically i counted it it's like about an hour that Mm -hmm. all that stuff all that talking but it still feels quick enough and then we get to the end of the movie, I'm like, well, movie's getting good again. It was a fun movie. Go to the lava planet, and mm-hmm. awesome, like, lightsaber battle that, you know, we've always, like, heard about. We finally get an idea of, like, how he became Darth Vader, and I was like, this mm-hmm. is real awesome. He's actually a surprisingly, like, I mean, yeah, he gets the metal arms and stuff, but he's, like, Darth Vader for quite a while before that even happens. Like, yeah. this time I realized, like, how much time must have passed between... Him killing Mace Windu, and then going to like the Jedi Temple, and how long it must have taken to like kill everyone, even with like detachments of clones like going in and at least nine months. Nine months to kill, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enough time for her to have a baby. <laughs> Sorry, Padme, I'm still at the office. <laughs> I knew I'd found another room with Jedi, and then I gotta clear out. You know, like he's. Like, as soon as, like, his eyes turn yellow, basically, he, he's, like, fully Darth Vader for quite a while. But then it is kind of, like, a jump, though. Like, it's so believable when he kills Mace Windu, he's like, I, you know... What have I done? But then he's also like, I'm... You are my master to Palpatine. Yeah, it's like, immediately. And then, immediately, he's like, my new empire! Like, he goes full into that, and you're like, where did you... Like, where did the... How did you become that? Like, yeah. like the jump between saving Padme to that, and like thought, is very a big stretch. Because I've always thought that they should have already started that yeah. with the first movie. Yeah, should have began it there. I had him already older. Yeah, I, I've I, always I, thought I think he should have started out as like a sixteen-year-old, not a nine-year-old. 
And mm-hmm. I've always thought that same age as uh, Nicole or not Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Why can't I remember this <laughs> girl's Portman. name? Natalie Portman. Uh, and yeah. I've always thought that by the time we got to the end of Attack of the Clones, he should have either been human form Darth Vader, you know, already evil, and then spend some of that next movie fighting like him as evil, or have him be in actual suit Darth Vader and then but have him still be good. But people, you know, like have argued. before the helmet, basically, we're just walking around in like the. When he was in the Darth yep. Vader, because I thought if he got majorly like damaged in Attack of the Clones, that he needed the suit, and then like have him be a good guy for a while. But that's like part of why he turns because he is so hating that suit so much, mm-hmm. and he starts feeding into the dark side more because he's like, because he's well, no, but I mean like literally he starts realizing he's like everything is going to crap, and these Jedi aren't doing like anything for me. I feel like the mm-hmm. turn would have made more sense. Plus we would have gotten more Darth Vader suit action. And it would have been a little different, because, like, imagine good guy Darth Vader mm-hmm. for a while, where he's, like, a Jedi, but he's in a suit. I thought that would yeah. have been so interesting. Well, also, think about, like, I know in, in, in the Clone Wars, like... <laughs> or brown. It's like he Jedi goes into the fire and it turns it black, and he's like, <laughs> I am evil now. In the, in the Clone Wars, like, TV series, like... Obi Wan and Anakin have like a form of armor with their Jedi stuff. Like, yeah, where did like, all that go? <laughs> exactly. So, like, what if instead of going straight Darth Vader, you had like some of that on, where he basically just had like the football pads and the cape and the buttons and like a little bit of like that like pattern, you know, and then maybe like boots and stuff. And then like Obi Wan also like had some kind of like a military getup in this movie, and then like throughout them battling, you see why. He upgraded like his costume because then otherwise you're led to believe like he wore the exact same clothes for thirty or twenty years <laughs> until you get to a new hope. Like he hasn't changed the outfit at all, you know. Yeah. You'd well, think for being a right hand man like of the galaxy, you'd stay in with uh, trends. But I think I think they should have started him out as an angsty like sixteen year old. Like, yeah. Stealing speeders and. It's essentially Luke t- Skywalker, except more. Well, basically, like a kid Han Solo, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, kind of kid. But let's Palpatine, not. Palpatine, I want to go get some power converters. <laughs> Goes get some ca- power you converters. Just go steal them. Palpatine's like, cool you can play with your friends later after you go kill these kids. Yeah. You know what power <laughs> converters Anakin, are? Anakin wouldn't whine about it. He just go get them. That's that's how cool Anakin would be. Yeah. But you know what power converters are, right? You know, he goes to the he goes to the cantina. A, it's a sex. It's a sex thing. Oh no! It's I, a sex I, I, I always thought it was like a drug. Like, whoa, power convert. Um, feel the power. You know, <laughs> boom. All his friends are just like weightlifting. <laughs> feel it, feel it. Oh, I feel the force now. I know you're doing. Feel the vibrations. Come force on, come is strong on. with me. You know, I, I, I not not many bad things to say about Revenge of the Sith. Like it is a solid movie, but it's just a movie that every time I watch it, there's more to it that's boring because there is the specific good scenes, but the other scenes start to kind of drag more and more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but I I like this movie, and it's like it's better than Attack of the Clones. It doesn't have nearly as much fan service either. Like he kind of mm-hmm. let go of it again and started to be like. No, this is like own movie, and it's based on stuff that previously happened in the prequel trilogy. Not necessarily trying to throw in toy tie-ins, but they still like add certain things. Like the end of it, you start seeing Darth Vader, you see the Death Star, you see um, you see the farm from Tatooine. Mm-hmm. But it's like necessary though. Like you need to have all these extra things to kind of you know really connect it to the original trilogy. I love when they go on the ship from A New Hope. And, you know, that's, like, you find out that's, like, um, 
that is uh, Bail Organa's like ship and everything, and, and it's like change the color of C three PO's leg. They change it, don't they? Yeah, it's doesn't silver. Say, well, it's, doesn't it's, he say change and then make his make his leg chrome or something? No, uh, maybe. Maybe I, so. I, I believe if they actually did. I I always just figured he you know you go from him being gold in like the third one and then he's just kind of a piece of crap by the uh, by a new hope you're like yeah and they were not keeping up with him at all whoever that guy they like talked to where they're like clean him up he obviously like did not clean him <laughs> you up put him in, turn him up <laughs> put him in a closet for twenty years woke him up right at that point like when the ship is getting boarded by Vader um but overall I'm like yeah I not there's not anything bad to say about Revenge of the Sith really it's just like a solid movie but mm-hmm. the best part about it is it's it's Darth Sidious's movie like this is the Emperor's movie yeah. it was meant for him to just be a great actor doing you know a performance that was already well known and just bringing it back and tying everything together and having him fight Yoda mm-hmm. which is the only part of it where I'm like, it goes a little too far, but it's so just, like, cool yeah. to see. And if that was the final movie, like, if they didn't do the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. ends on a downer beat for theaters, but if you... That lightsaber battle makes it, like, so worth it. Yeah. You, know? you just watch it, and you're like, wow, like... I remember, like, watching it, even though I, I, I knew I hadn't seen the originals yet, but just watching that and realizing... I, I knew in my head, this is the final Star Wars movie. They're not going to make any more. And watching that lightsaber battle, it really felt like, wow, this is just, like, the end of an era right here. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, and you know, in hindsight, knowing that those other two movies weren't as well-received, mm-hmm. it's, like, I'm. it's crazy how good of a high note that they ended it on. Mm-hmm. So... Let's get into some theories, okay? A um, couple of the podcasts I was listening to, like, getting ready for ours. A couple... One that was mentioned, like... So, Anakin is, like, born, like, immaculately. Immaculately. It's already explained in the comic book. Is it? So, like, did Sidious make him, essentially? Okay. Um, did... So, now with Mandalorian out, this is something that... Tyler, my roommate, was like Yoda. talking about Baby Yoda being born fifty years ago, like okay. being like a an antichrist version of here's, Anakin. Here's okay. So the doctor that was in the room with the guy who put out the bounty, you know the 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 guy with the like glasses, who was like the doctor who was like working on Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. the Imperial doctor. Guy, oh yeah. Where he's like, don't he, kill me, don't kill me. He had like. A symbol on his arm, which was one of the same symbols that the Camino people had. So I think he's a clone. You I think, think he's a I clone? Think it's of, a clone of Yoda. Do you think of Yoda himself? Yeah. I think I think fifty years ago, which would have been around the time, like somehow they got like Yoda DNA and started when they him. did the original clones because that yeah. took place ten years before. Right. Oh, so that's so you think that someone I think who brought? I think it's a clone of Yoda. Hmm. You know, I I kind of like the whole actually what you just someone mentioned the Antichrist so version of Anakin. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually kind of like the idea of like no, he was the actual chosen one, and they went for Anakin instead because I, I never actually thought he was the chosen one, even Ooh. though they say it all ties up with Return of the Jedi. Hey, crabby way to no, I mean baby like, Yoda. They, I, baby Yoda is the actual chosen one. I don't think so. I don't. Well, I thought like I don't think they'd throw that would be the, I think that'd, that'd be too big for like, the Mandalorian. I thought like Darth Vader was supposed to bring balance to the Force, but because he was basically an unstable 
force being born in the world that like the force had also like had I, I don't know who told me I think it was Tyler was just rambling off but like that his specific species Yoda's species they are very sensitive to the force yeah but they're almost like born into the universe as a way of of being a part of the balance well, there's or no, like there's no canon explaining there's yeah. no canon on their race you don't even know what their race is called yeah you don't know what, what their planet's called bet I mean, I don't know. I, I think it'd be great if they just had no explanation for Baby Yoda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is fine with me. I just was wondering what you guys thought. Do you buy the theory about J- Darth Jar Jar? No. That yes. he was going to be... Lo- I love the theory. I, I don't believe it, but I, I love it. I think he was supposed to be a bigger part of it. Not necessarily evil, but I think he was yeah. meant to be a bigger... They wouldn't have but had the- given him such a big role in the first movie. The only reason they cut him down for the next one is because he wasn't popular. But I think he was meant to be a little bit more. I think so, too. But not evil. I, w- I would love to see... It would be great. Honestly, that whole theory where someone even connected it to the sequel trilogy and said that they were going to bring him back in the ninth movie, <laughs> I almost wanted to believe it, but I said too many people would laugh, but I would actually love it because it would yeah. actually be so cool. It turns out they that already, Jar Jar was Darth Vader the whole time under that they, helmet. They, like. they already wrote Jar Jar's ending in a book. Hmm. <laughs> Does he die? Uh, he dies, uh, <laughs> like, a street clown, like, jester guy on the streets of Naboo, mm-hmm. uh, as just, like, a homeless That's so beggar. sad. Right after he's De- like, De- Misa okay, Free! Oh, okay, and then so he dies. He was a, he's a disgraced person. He's the one who let Emperor Palpatine ascend, Oh, basically. that's true. He'd be so, so, so he goes full but, Joker, and then... He was, like, like, <laughs> he, was like, he was like the representative for I the I used to think Misa life was a comedy. <laughs> but Misa. now Misa, no, it's a comedy. Yeah. You, you wouldn't get it. Misa get but, it. You uh, wouldn't get it. He was the representative for the Gungans, so he was basically a senator for Naboo also. Mm-hmm. So after that, everyone just disgraced him, discredited him. He yeah. became... Just like that a makes gesture. me sad. I know it's such like, a. I actually don't. It's kind of a disservice that. to. I mean, a bad character. Mm. Any other theories that you heard about? There's one more I forgot. I like the Qui Gon theory that he was Darth Sifo-Dyas, but I'm, I'm sure there's so much canon stuff at this point that Sifo-Dyas is in the, the Star Wars Clone Wars show. Okay, so that's and Sifo-Dyas was supposedly the guy who started the Clone Army. Mm-hmm. Is that who it was? Mm-hmm. He's in the Clone Wars TV show. Guys, Master Sifo-Dyas died almost ten years ago. Oh, we didn't say, but like, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. I um, yeah, that's that's a three and a half star movie for me out of five. Yeah, yeah it's three and a half for me. Yeah. It goes two, two and a half, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Serious upgrade from Clone Tag of the Clones. Oh, this is one you maybe you know, like the whole color of the lightsabers thing. Oh. Like is blue, you're more of like a swordsman. And greens, you're more force sensitive. I always thought that was cool. Is that like the light theory of it all? I, I like that. Um, is that because like I heard of like why in like a book version of of the fight in Revenge of the Sith is like why like n- like they were so matched like because I'd spend so many thousands of hours training together they like were they had each other's fighting styles like mm-hmm. where they well, you can see that too yeah where they couldn't beat each other but in the end Obi Wan was more of a swordsman and Anakin was more force sensitive and like. Because he's born in the force, like that's like the was the deciding factor, and like bro had the high ground. I know. Okay, <laughs> can we talk about that too? Okay. I so I think that just uh, Obi Wan just had the wisdom, like dude, I had the high ground. <laughs> You're not gonna make. I don't it. understand <laughs> I that think whole. He was just more wise. 
Oh, yes. I thought it's because he was standing up higher on the hill. Well, no, well, well, here's that. The thing. Here's but yeah. he was <laughs> here, this is why I will tell you this is brilliant. Actually, that scene is actually brilliant. I want to know. It's because, because I have a hard time. Okay, so always. Well, the lines are stupid. I'll tell you why the scene though is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Anakin believes he's gonna hop right over Obi Wan and then come from behind and kill mm-hmm. him. Except Obi Wan knows how to do this move and knows how it's coming because he did the exact same thing that Darth Maul well. did. And that's what it's doing there. Dude, he's doing the exact same move as brilliant. he did to Darth Maul but Obi-Wan knows it's coming because he's done it. Oh and he God. probably literally taught Anakin. I've never noticed yeah, that. It's the same thing, except also, this time it's a different ending. The, the, okay, the, that makes more sense. Because okay. this whole time I'm like, I don't understand. This is like the dumbest was, fight ever. I've always noticed that. That makes it way better now. Okay. So, side note, the Revenge of the Sith PlayStation 2 game, yeah. there's alternate endings where he does kill Obi-Wan. <laughs> Really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And he he's does like, do that move. He's about he to jump over. up and he's like forces like 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 lava up. No, no, <laughs> onto he, does, like... he does that exact move that Justin just yeah. explained. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't remember. If I was Anakin, I would just like pick up lava with the force. But then, that but and... that way you unlock like dark like Darth like a lot I don't remember what it was called, like the Lava the, Sword. The, the Darth Vader skin that is just normal Anakin. All I know is that when you do it in Lego Star Wars, Obi Wan hits you and he just bursts into a bunch of coins. And that's all <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, well, that was that was the prequels. I mean, we kind of touched well, upon everything. I'd should we just like upon. we could do one single round of like Last Actor on Earth with like Ewan McGregor or something? Last Actor on Earth with, with Ewan McGregor. Do you want to do Ewan McGregor? We could do that. That's the first guy I thought of. Or Liam Neeson. I mean, either or. I, we've yeah. done Liam. We've done Jackson Samuel L. Jackson. Have we? Win. I believe. I don't we have. know, man. That would take. That's Should we do a lot Jake of Lloyd? <laughs> Jingle all the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like the only other movie he was in. Um, uh, NBC uh, News. <laughs> he was in a Law and Order episode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Owen McGregor. Okay. We can do the last movie on I like that Owen one, yeah. yeah. Um, who wants to start it He's off? like the main character, pretty much, of the prequel trilogy. Uh, Okay, Attack of the Clones. I don't want to say it just because I want to be different. Uh, train spotting. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? Wait a minute, we still have another Star Wars. Yeah, Let's that's what that. I saved it for Chloe. Yeah. Oh. Wait, you said Phantom Menace. Attack of the, of the Clones. clones. Rogue One. Revenge of the Sith. Correct. Yes. He starred in Train Revenge. Spotting Two. Is he? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Doctor Sleep. Dang it, that's what I oh. was asking you. Oh, frick, what's that Winnie the Pooh movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's called Winnie the Pooh. It's not. Who do you play? Christopher Robin. <laughs> In your faces. <laughs> Garfield, Taylor, Two Kitties. Sorry. I'm going to get it one day. One day. Mordecai. Oh, I've seen that. Hmm. Beauty and the Beast, the 2017 Oh, film. yeah. Is he? Lumiere. He's okay. Lumiere. Uh, Moulin Rouge. I'm really quickly running out. I just used up my wild cards. Uh, I mean, granted, Owen McGregor's only been in like two movies. So. <laughs> I feel like I've seen another movie with him in it. He's in animated stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I can't think oh. of anything. Star Wars The Clone Wars. Oh, man. Wait, was he the voice in that? Was he the voice of the 
in like the movie, the movie? The he might have been. I'm you might actually be shot right. in the dark because it was actually like I think Samuel Jackson was actually in that movie. Like the, as the cartoon was. Attack of the Look that up. Star Wars Clone Wars. He did a voice of Obi Wan mixed with the original Obi Wan in Force Awakens. Oh, does that count though? I mean, it's uncredited, but he is oh, credited uncredited. on Letterboxd. Yeah, I don't know. Be tough after this. Like, I can't even think of anything else. Yeah, I feel like. All I can think of is stuff that's gonna be in now. Birds of Prey. Yeah. Wasn't there a it war? It was the voice double. Oh, yeah, yeah. Black Hawk Down. I think you're gonna win now, because I have nothing. Oh, I I, I was out. It oh, wasn't him. He wasn't in that. Oh, okay. It was the voice well, double. I think you win then, because I have no idea. You, you got Black... I named Force Awakens, which barely... <laughs> <laughs> well, there was you he go. in Cars? Was he in, like, one of the Cars? No. No, bro. Wait a minute. Uh, he... Uh, what? I for would, some reason that I would look that up for the third is, one because there, there was some new character in that that oh. might have been him he's in yeah. Big Fish yeah oh, okay, there, Big wow. Fish yeah. yeah never more bad when we stand west robots oh robots <laughs> who are they playing robots I'm singing in the oil <laughs> just singing oh the Minnesota Star like, Goats yeah Minnesota Star Goats Jack the Giant Slayer I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. Brian Singer's best film apparently really oh, no. he's gonna be he's gonna be in Birds of Prey yeah oh the last Last Days in the Desert, where he plays Jesus. He looks f- really? fabulous in Birds of Prey. Like, I'm excited for that fabulous. movie. I'm for him, honestly. Yeah. He looks like how Joker should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, he, right. if you're doing that. <laughs> what if he becomes Joker? Like, Because I know he's playing someone he's else. He's playing but Black like, Mask. But what if he like actually becomes a Joker and everyone's throwing off? They're like, oh. And like people like it more because yeah. it's not um, Jared Leto. <laughs> no, it's just like a Joker race. Whoever can just one up the the previous yeah joker. that's the new like they have a whole like oscar like nomination now best joker just, where like every year there's a new joker you should make a movie called like planet joker where it's just all jokers coliseum <laughs> style our, our lives are comedy well um that was that was the star wars prequels mm-hmm. uh we will see you next time as we discuss the star wars originals i guess mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars. The OG. Yeah. Let's, the let's Trilla get, OG. Let's get as to I like to say. Alright, well, this is Justin on the mic uh, with the Cinema Swamp crew. Mm-hmm. Son of a, and may the Force, force be with you. Force and remember, with you. always beware of always, the Cinema yeah. Swamp. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're supposed to say, you guys. Well, we were being Catholic for a minute. Thanks for listening to this episode. So, what did you think of the Star Wars prequels? Do you find Phantom Menace to be a bit underrated? Do you think people praise Revenge of the Sith a little too much? Is there anything in our podcast you wish we would have brought up? Leave a comment on this episode, like our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinema Swamp. And remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp.